Welcome to the Execution Zone podcast, where we delve behind the scenes on the stories of successful entrepreneurs and leaders. We understand how they translated their ideas and strategies into strongly executed campaigns, overcame the barriers to execution on their journey, and how they play a high-performance game to get results in their business. Welcome to this week's episode of the Execution Zone podcast. I'm Abby White. This week, we have the absolutely fabulous Libby Alloway, founder and CEO of Let's Connect Women. Libby is someone who at the moment I am just absolutely loving her passion, her energy, and it just really is contagious to be around. I feel like I'm bouncing off the ceiling after speaking to Libby. She's the world's best cheerleader at the moment. Libby and I are going to be talking about her journey for starting Let's Connect Women and how that came about, how Libby overcomes barriers to execution, how Libby's been helping entrepreneurs during the COVID-19 crisis and beyond, and what her advice has been for them and how she's been helping them navigate this difficult time. We then talked to Libby about a topic that I really, really love, which is her connection formula. And it's a topic of her book too. And we talk about how you can create real connection and what some of the keys are to that. We then go into Libby's high performance habits and what her non-negotiables are in her life. And then we talk about all things business and getting past these challenging times. I really, really can't wait to share this episode with you. As I said, Libby is someone who has genuinely been a great support to me during the past few weeks. And I know that you're just going to get so much out of this episode. So grab a coffee, grab your notepad and pen ready to take some notes and enjoy. Welcome to this week's episode of our podcast. This week we have the absolutely amazing Libby Alloway, who I am so excited to chat to. I was just telling Libby um, last night, I was thinking about this conversation loads, and I think we've got about five podcasts worth of content to go through. Welcome, Libby. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Abby. I'm so excited. Me too. So before we get stuck in, I just want to read out your bio purely to get everyone on the same page and understand a little bit more about you. So Libby is the founder and CEO of Let's Connect Women, an author, presenter, lover of dogs, which I'm excited about, and passionate about supporting women to live their best lives. Let's Connect Women is an organization established to support women executives and entrepreneurs to live their best lives, both personally and professionally. Through monthly meetings and exclusive events, Let's Connect Women provides a collaborative platform for women to expand their networks, promote and grow their businesses, and to learn and share from each other's experience and expertise. With over 25 years working in the fashion industry, and always women, she knew there was an inspirational story behind every woman even, just waiting to be told. She knew that women were quiet achievers and needed a platform where they could come together to support, inspire, and connect, and know that when women come together, great things can happen. She's passionate about supporting women in business and knows that to be truly successful, we need to focus on both personal and professional aspects of life, which is now how the Eight to Great program came about. Libby, that's an amazing bio. Welcome. Wow, that's long. <laughs> but I like re- I, I was saying this before. I love reading people's bios because there's two reasons. One, I think it gets everyone on the same page really quickly, even though it sounds a bit formal and stuffy. And secondly, I've found, and this is interesting to talk about with you, particularly with women, if they introduce we introduce ourselves, we kind of almost sell ourselves short and go, oh, I've not really done a lot. Oh. 
It's not almost. We always sell ourselves short. And that's one, actually, that's one area. We'll talk about that later. But that's one of our areas that we talk about a lot with our programs and our mentoring is, you know, we need to promote ourselves and it's okay to say what we do in service of other people. So I think it's really important that we do um, sell ourselves quite well. But having said that, I would never have said that about myself. So. <laughs> Just done a couple things here and there. Yes, yeah, so what I say, not as I do. <laughs> oh yes, been talking about that one a lot today, actually. So look, I want to get um everyone on the same page and understand a bit more about you. Obviously, have transitioned from the fashion industry, um, which at the moment we can tell because Libby is looking all beautiful, and I'm in my um ISO wear, which is pure solid active wear. <laughs> yeah, but I told you I've got my slippers on. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for making me feel better. <laughs> But I want to understand the story behind a little bit more about how you started Let's Connect Women and, you know, what you had obviously an idea, like how you actually executed upon it and made it happen. Well, it's two-pronged really. So I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've I've started um, many businesses and been successful in a couple and not successful in a lot. So there have been pitfalls for sure. So when I first started my entrepreneurial journey, there was no one to help me and I needed someone, I wanted to provide a platform where I could understand who the best person was for website development or sales strategy like you or um, marketing, social media, all those things that I knew nothing about. I've never done a business course. I just feel it instinctively. But I, I also knew that the power of connection with people and that the women want to support and support each other's businesses allowed us an opportunity and a platform to bring women together to help them on their business journey. So that was part of it. But the other part also was I was styling at that time, so corporate styling at that time, and a lot of my corporate clients were saying to me, you know, our companies are really um, on top of diversity and inclusion, or they say they are, but in in reality it's a lot of the women that were making my life really difficult as well. I thought, wow, that's really interesting and insightful but also really sad. So um, I think that there was an area where we could create this environment where women could feel better about themselves. You know, women are queens of knocking themselves off their own block. So we wanted to create an environment where we could build each other up, support each other and help each other in business and careers. So it was as simple as that. And I actually, it took, and I'm sure this has happened to so many of your listeners, Abby, that it took sitting down with a girlfriend one day and she said, what do you really want to do with your life? And I said, I just want to be around and connect and support women. And she said, well, just do it. What do you want to call it? And I said, well, it's going to be Let's Connect Women, of course. So I went home that day, registered it, and I just, I've never looked back. I'm, you know, I just am so passionate about what I do. So it's so was- funny when the answer's in front of you and you don't even realize like that you you kind of knew it right there I had a similar thing super brief with the execution zone where I was emailing my mentor and I was like I just want to create a space where people can get in the zone you know like get executing and take action so like get in that execution zone but I don't know what I'm going to call it I don't know what I'm going to do she was like just said it (laughs) but isn't that the thing though Abby you know particularly as entrepreneurs when we're working for ourselves and I guess also when you're in corporate too that you know you don't you need to have people to bounce off you need to have people around you and you need to have a support network and you need to have people that you know like and trust who can give you the right answers because I bet you that execution zone was rattling around in your head for ages and it took for you to say it out loud for someone to say oh well there's the answer and same with me been sitting in my mind for ages 
and that's the beauty of having a mentor as well. So, uh, yeah, I think I think many of us are in that boat. I totally agree. I think having a mentor is so, so, so powerful because what we're doing is bloody hard. Like it's not easy. It's not like on beaches at all. And, you know, you need, and I think it's also that whole power of who you're surrounding yourself with, which is what I love in terms of what, what you've created. So then talk to us about actually executing on it. So you came across, right, you know, it's going to be called Let's Connect Women and that's what I want to do. But then how did you then make that a reality? Well, the first thing at that stage was website. So I started my website and I honestly had no idea, literally no idea what I was doing. This is this is like 15 years ago. So oh, actually, no, probably 10 years ago we started on this journey. So um, it was very early days. So we just, I think I found uh, someone, a friend of mine's son who set up the website because I knew no one. I absolutely knew no one. Um, so we set up the website we started pitching to people, contacting people, writing writing content, and then it just flew on from there. So um, I then I just met with a whole lot of girls also, so a lot of those contacts, early day contacts, and said, this is what I'm doing, I'd love you to be part of it. And collaboration from the beginning was key. So it was always, have you got someone that you know that might be interested that we could support in their business or that, um, you know, we could collaborate or refer? And we just built it on from there. So we started also, you know, I know, Abby, you know I love a sales funnel and I love, I just, <laughs> That's how, for everyone who's listening, that's how I found Abby um, on one of her workshops on sales funnels. I just, it was the best workshop. Um, so we started with sales funnels. You know, how do we get the people in the room? So we started little mini um, events. So everything that we do is all around, surrounds mini events so that you, you can really get to know people. You don't want to turn up into a big group of 100 people or 1,000 people or 500 people and not know anyone mm-hmm. uh, or not, not get to know anyone really. And so um, we put these mini groups together and we met once a month in different areas around Sydney, had great speakers, and we just grew from there. And what about um, barriers to execution in terms of going, you know, I think when we almost look back in hindsight, we're like, oh, well, I just did it. When in reality, there was probably like a serious amount of sort of things that went wrong or challenges or days of going like, why the hell did I do this or whatever it might have been. Like, did you have any of that? Please tell me it's oh not my Barrier after barrier. And, you know, that was another thing. I was often going to networking um, events and listening to these women who'd say, oh, my life is fantastic and my business is fantastic and this is going really well and I'm earning this much money. And I'd think, I'd go, oh, that's great, that's great, that's so inspiring. And then I'd walk out and think, oh, you're such a loser. Why haven't you got a life that looks like that? And in reality, they weren't telling the the entire story. So we wanted to create that platform where we could allow women to tell their authentic story, you know, what was working, what wasn't working. So when it comes down to barriers and overcoming problems, I've had a lot. But, you know, every entrepreneur has and we can only learn from each other by telling stories about what we've done. So I think that's really important, number one. But first and foremost, it's about your mindset. You know, we're all, I know that's a trite thing to say to a lot of people, but honestly, if your glass is half empty, it's going to be really, really, really hard um, to get through any obstacle that, that comes your way. And obstacles do come our way as entrepreneurs and as women and, you know, as human beings. But I think once we have that mindset and we create a practice and a habit around 
a positive mindset. So grateful journals, being grateful for small things, mindfulness, meditation, all that sort of stuff, that will build into having a positive mindset. So that's number one. The other thing is one thing I never knew about myself until I undertook this journey was I'm really solution-based. I, I, I see an obstacle and think, oh, how can we learn from that? What what did we learn and how can we go forward and find a solution to fix that problem? And I find that really exciting. I love that. I think, oh, that's a good challenge. That's a really good challenge. So I love that. Um, also, you know, we touched on this before, having a mentor and a business coach. I just think life and being in business should be non-negotiable without a coach or a mentor. We really need to have someone to talk to, to bounce ideas off, and ideally someone that we're not personally connected to because you'll find that sometimes subconsciously people, or consciously they want to help you, but subconsciously often they don't want to help you, they might be jealous of you, or all sorts of things that can, can come up for different people. So a business coach has been instrumental to where I am today for sure um she my business coach Alexandra's is absolutely fantastic um I also think it's about collaboration so you know I remember when I watched your first podcast and then your um workshops I thought I really like this girl I really 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 like her she's she just I don't know there's something really magnetic about you and I thought oh, I'm going to take that risk and make that phone call. And now, you know, we've had so many great collaborations between the two of us and I feel really blessed that I actually took the courage to make that phone call. And I think that's a really big thing. Have some courage to do what it is that you want to do. And that comes to my next point is that we have to remember our why. Why did we start our business? Because when the times hit the fan, which they do, you have to go back and think what was the passion and the purpose that had that I that got me out of bed at the beginning? Why did I want to do this business? What am I doing to be of service to other people? And then the last thing is it's just a bloody hustle. Hustle. <laughs> <laughs> it's like get on the phone, get on the emails, follow up, make sure you're following up with those phone calls, set dedicated time. Abby, you taught me this that dedicated two-hour time slot every week to follow up with the calls that we made the week before, absolutely non-negotiable. So it's just hustle, hustle, hustle. It's hustle without the hard sell. I think we have to be mindful of that too. We want to be hustling but creating um, a service and an opportunity for the people that we're hustling to. Yeah, <laughs> so it doesn't feel like a hard sell. We don't like that. No, totally, totally, totally agree. Hate the hard sell and trying to deal with that. Yeah. Um, Say, this is just purely one of the funniest things that has ever happened to me. The phone call that Libby's referring to when she phoned me to introduce herself and see if I wanted to collaborate on some stuff, I think is hands down categorically one of the best voicemails I've got. I'm like, hi, Abby, it's Libby. I've got a massive girl crush on you and I want to talk to you. <laughs> and I actually, I, I've never told you this, but Sonic will share it publicly. I actually put it on, on loud to one of my team. I was like, this is the best voicemail that I've ever got. I've never had anyone. You are the first person person that's ever told me that that there's a girl crush so you know you're my first yeah I still do I still do <laughs> oh brilliant so I've got to talk about the c-bomb uh c-bomb being coronavirus um obviously you know it had huge impact for businesses and you know stating the obvious 
Um, I love what you've done to support your members, which I'll sort of get you to talk to. But I also want to tap into some of your experience here, you know, given you're a serial entrepreneur, got a lot of sort of um, experience under your belt. What right now are you sort of advising and encouraging entrepreneurs and those people that you mentor too to do in these times? So there's, I think there's two parts of this. I think most importantly we have to stay relevant to our customers so that when the lights do come back on, and they will come back on eventually, that we are in the forefront of people's minds. So we're providing really great content and that's going to change their lives. So um, discovering what your customers' pain points are and becoming solution-focused around that and, and using that as an opportunity to provide really great content. I think that's one thing. But then, you know, of course, the other thing is there are businesses out there that have no revenue and that's that's an absolute challenge and, you know, but it's a matter of discovering ways to pivot. And that was another one of your workshops I fell in love with, pivot, 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 love it. Um, you know, we hear that word a lot and I think going back to what we were talking about with the mentoring, the business coach, there will be ways that you can pivot your business to discover other revenue streams. So it's just a matter of sitting down, not panicking. So the panic can make you make wrong decisions. But working out where your revenue streams are, working out what your customers' um, pain points are and dealing with that and coming up with solutions around that. But it certainly is an incredibly difficult time for everybody. The good news, I guess, for everybody is we're all in the same boat together and the more that we can help and collaborate with one another, that's the most important thing. And so, you know, from from this horrible thing that's happened, there is that silver lining that we've become more humanitarian in our approach and I think that's a really nice thing too. So. Mm-hmm. Instead of us all trying to sell, 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 we've been providing content and solutions and fun things, you know, like your um, pivot uh, meme with from friends. That was just hysterical. <laughs> Guys, you've got to watch Abby's, Abby's um, show, uh, workshop to see what that means. But, you know, providing some humour and some light in what pre- has been a pretty dark time. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been really yucky. We have brought in... Um, the Entrepreneur Survival Guide, which we were going to be doing live. So that was going to be, we we're going to have, you know, guests in the room and our speakers come in to speak to our entrepreneurs to help them have a better life and a better business because we have to bet our best personally before we can bet our pet professionally. Um, so we've put that online. So it's about cramming up with new solutions. And what I love about um, what you've done with the Entrepreneur Survival Guide, and I'll get you to talk to it and so people, you know, who haven't come across it can understand it, is I think that out there, for me personally, I find there's a lot of people, and I include myself in this, right, so I'm holding my hand up first. I'll talk to you about how I can help you with sales or execution. The next person will talk to you about how they can help you with marketing. And the next person will talk to you about how, how you know, you must have a podcast or whatever it is. I don't know. And we're all sort of in our lane, which is great because we're in our niche and our area of expertise. But for a lot of entrepreneurs out there, that's quite difficult because it, it becomes which one of these do I invest in? And what I like is that you've talked about in the Entrepreneur Survival Guide, eight different areas, which is your eight to great. Um, mm. And that really encompasses sort of in a one-stop shop, everything that an entrepreneur needs. So can you talk to us about those sort of eight bucket, I'm going to call them buckets, but it's not buckets, but eight sort of areas. Buckets, buckets is good. I love our buckets I love that actually (laughs) you can have that one (laughs) um yeah so 
I think from working with so many women for such a long period of time and entrepreneurs in particular, we hear time and time again the same thing repeated, the same issues repeated about what their pain points are in their businesses. So we just developed this program that was in response to the pain points of of women in business particularly and that got you know it starts with mindset imposter syndrome discovering your why we talk to revenue streams we work out what the product and offering is and and I find it interesting that with a lot of businesses they have this idea but they're not really quite clear about their actual product and their offering and how they can niche it down into a really saleable product. Um, we bring in we bring in coaches to talk about goal setting and actually actioning those goals, which is, you know, from your point of view, executing the goals that we put into place because there's no good having a goal unless we're executing it. Um, and we also bring in, we talk about marketing. So marketing obviously is a huge, huge part of our businesses now, more than ever, I think, because we've got so many options available to us, podcasts, LinkedIn, blogs, emails, social media, God, it never stops. And, and you've got to keep on top of it all the time. And also part of the 8 to Great program is, as I said, connection and collaboration. So what we do with all these different areas, I'm not an expertise in all these areas. So we bring in experts, like we brought in Abby, who talked, you know, sales and sales strategy and execution, which was absolutely you know, amazing, absolutely fantastic. So if we bring in the experts in to talk to the girls about what they need in their business, we encourage them to take away between one and three action plans per week because this is a weekly course so it doesn't become too overwhelming and then we mentor them through the program. So that's how it works. And it's been it's been really wonderful because not only have we um, offered this opportunity for the entrepreneurs but it's also given us a really lovely platform to say thank you to our speakers and share what we do and share our database and our customers with our speakers and it's been just a lovely win-win win-win-win-win-win-win-win so everyone's filling up their buckets (laughs) <laughs> there you go, back to the buckets. And what do you think of being, because you've had some phenomenal um, speakers, you've had, you know, Chelsea Pottinger and some amazing other speakers, and Chelsea's been on the podcast, actually. Um, in terms of sort of for the people listening, what do you think are some of the aha moments and takeaways? And I know if I ask this question to every single person who's been on the course, they'd probably tell you something different because it's what speaks to you at that point in time. But I guess for, for sort of the audience who haven't been on it, what are sort of, a, a, you know, a few sort of takeaways that you think people can sort of get stuck into right now or take on board? So, okay, so we'll start, well, um, I'll go in order of our speakers. So we had Abby first. So I think the big takeaway from you, Abby, that the feedback that we've got is really setting that time aside to follow up on the plans that you've put in place. So we can make those plans and the goals, but unless we follow up with them, we haven't got a business because the, the fortune really is in the follow-up, but it's having the courage to say, oh, 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 yeah, okay, I will follow up. But they said no to me three times, but I'll come back to them because I've got a different offering. You know, it, it really is about that. So it's about understanding how to execute the actual sales strategy that you've put in place. Um, we had the wonderful Reese Parry Badkin on and he talks about purpose and passion. So coming back to your passion, why did you start your business? And he also really spoke strongly to um, understanding what your core customer is, so the avatar, uh, avatar of your core customer, what they are, what their pain points are, what they want from you, how you can solve their problems. 
And then we had Francisca Azaley, who is the one of the co-founders of Basic Bananas, which is a marketing company. And she was just she's just awesome. She shares so much of her information about marketing. But her biggest message, apart from the marketing message, was to have courage about what we're going to do with our businesses. So um but marketing, so it goes down, again, understanding what your customer is and what their wants are and how you can solve their problems. And then, of course, yesterday we had Chelsea and the biggest aha from Chelsea yesterday, Chelsea Pottinger from EQ Consulting, is not to check your phone for the first eight minutes in the morning. So mm. the gift that is, is that when you check your phone, your brain's in this really funky little malleable place in the first eight minutes that you wake up and whatever you give it in the first eight minutes will be taken on through the rest of the day with you. So don't fill it up with Instagram, what the weather's doing, what the news is, because it can set you in a really bad negative space. So, um, yeah, so all sorts of exciting things. And then next week we've got social media coming on. So that will be really exciting. Yeah, that'll be exciting. Yeah, and it's so interesting because what I love about so those takeaways you've just gone through, all of them are quite, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of practical things that you can apply right now um and sort of start start to focus on I guess turning the question more to you obviously you've come out with the entrepreneur survival guide and that's been part of your sort of response to the coronavirus situation I guess building upon that how else have you sort of navigated this situation personally because you know part of your business is events-based and connection and community and in in a way some of that from a face-to-face perspective has been taken away Mm, so a lot of that has so part of our the um, executive side of our business we have a program called the CEO program and it's the customer experience opportunity so we go into large corporations and say to them we want to provide you an opportunity to bring your customers in in small groups give them a really great experience that they just love it which they do and we've been running those for the last couple of years but of course that's all gone you know, gone to hell in a handbasket, frankly, which is fine because that's just the way business is. So what we've done with that is we've just nurtured and continued to nurture our relationships with the with our corporates. There's nothing else we can do in that area. Though what we have done also is we've started doing lunch with Libby on Friday. So every Friday we have lunch with Libby and you were on that, Abby. We had a great time. And it's really interesting. You get a whole lot of different girls. There's only eight girls. Um, we take eight girls on the call because we want to really have a, a, an authentic conversation and really share what we've been doing. And we've been hearing about what women have been doing with with regard to pivoting and what they're going to do in the future. So these are all corporate women or entrepreneurial women and it's been a really wonderful platform just to sit and talk about business. So we've done that and then um, also we've been mentoring. So we mentor our small business owners, which is really, I I love doing that. I think that's really, really exciting because you can see small changes. And, you know, going back to the eight to grade, I think, the, what's been so successful about that is that it hasn't been incredibly overwhelming content. It's been really, as you say, actionable content. We've niched it down and it's easy to action and everyone's actioning it week to week. So that's really exciting. So there's been small changes being made in everyone's businesses and, you know, we all know small changes can lead to really big impacts. So it's been you know, exciting. I mean, it was terrifying at first, the whole thing, you know, what do we do? How do we do it? And you know, do we quit? I mean, that certainly went through my mind. And then I thought, no, no, 
problem equals solution. So that's, you know, it's just pivoting. But there have been other things, you know, I've written a book in this time. Um, no, you're one of the written a book people in this time. Oh, I'm so jealous. Yes, sorry. <laughs> what book have you written in this time? I'm so jealous. So I wrote a book um, many years ago called The A to Z of a Chic Image, which was based on how to be focused. We went through the alphabet and it focused on being mindful, body, mind and soul effectively, and we went through the alphabet. Um, So that was based on my styling business. But that also comes down to what's happening on the inside as well as the outside. So I've written that. I wrote that years ago. And this one I've just written is called The Connection Formula. So the importance of connection, how we can bring people together, how you can connect at networking events because, you know, some people turn up on their own, they want to share their businesses, but it's like, oh, 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 can't quite get my words out, don't know what to say. So, look, it's a really short little ebook, and it's um, available on the website, but it's just a nice way to just talk about being human. I, I yeah. just, I, I find people, and particularly women, super, super, super interesting. So it's about drilling down and how to discover people's information about themselves because they're so interesting. I don't know why people bother writing, you know, screenplays about fictional stuff because real stuff is just so interesting. Stories are much better. People are fascinating, I find. So, yeah, so that's my my little e-book that I've written. So impressed. So I want to come to the connection formula in a minute. But before I do, I kind of want to just go back to you when you're talking about lunch with Libby. Um, Because something that I've been talking about as well on some of the webinars we're doing is how right now, where we are wanting to feel connected, some of us are feeling a little bit isolated, a business opportunity that's presenting us itself is actually to start building out our communities, bring our customers together. Um, And even it doesn't have to be community in a grand sense, it can even be in a small scale and local sense. And, And after being on your lunch with Libby, which was was just sort of eight women together it was actually really genuine really powerful and it was really good so I think that what you've done with that is actually something that we can all think about well how do I do that in my way in my business of going you know how do you bring people together and form a you know a, a community but a place that we can go so you doing your every Friday lunch with Libby um I think has been a great way to do that and I think it's a really good opportunity right now and and a genuine give back too I think it is too. And actually, that's interesting you bring that up. I was um, mentoring one of our girls yesterday and she's a florist. And, you know, obviously that's very tricky time. She's a flor- Her niche market is weddings. And so we were talking about how she can change the change the strategy around what she's offering so obviously her market has dropped off considerably but we're talking to her about doing small groups of flower arranging how to you know how to make Christmas wreaths which she does I mean that's obviously some time off but all sorts of different things that you can do online I mean everyone's online at the moment it's really easy to get a video up and running or a podcast or a webcast or whatever it is that you want to do it's not as hard as it seems so if you're not tech savvy mm-hmm. You can just Google it, how to <laughs> how yeah. to do a podcast or how to do a YouTube or whatever, but just bring your community together and do a live Zoom call. I mean, how fun is yeah. that? I know another company that we're, that um, a lot of the girls are, are on, are members of Let's Connect Women, uh, it's a lingerie company and they were, it's a networking marketing company and they would do um, fittings, private fittings in people's mm-hmm. homes and, Obviously, they couldn't do that any longer. So they decided to do the private fittings 
on a Zoom call and their business has taken off. It's been absolutely phenomenal to see what's been happening and that how people have found solutions out of this sort of dark and stormy night that we've been going through. So pretty exciting on, a, on one hand as well. Yeah, I agree. There's been some amazing things that have been done around virtual events. Um, and like you said, just bringing people together. One of our clients is in IT and we were sort of saying, look, why don't you do like a 4 p.m. on a Friday, like, you know, everyone come along with a beer onto Zoom and bring together different clients of yours together to connect. And he's in IT where, you know, they probably haven't thought about bringing all the boys together for a beer virtually um, <laughs> at that point. I say all the boys, that's probably quite sexist, but you, you get my point. It is a very male industry. I can say that after working in the industry for 10 years. Um, so I think there's a, I think sort of my reason for really um, hitting on that note is because I think there's an opportunity there with what you've done with Lunch with Libby. I think there's an equivalent for all of us in our businesses. I do too. And I think don't get caught up on what the content is. You know, mm. you can start off, we just start off with what's your high, what's your low, what challenges are you facing? What what's been fantastic for you this week? How can you how can we refer your business? So you don't have to get caught up in the content. It's content. It doesn't have to have this huge themed event. People can just turn up. You know, I know some people are doing pajama parties, which I think is so fun. Oh, you know, my God, I want to do that. Do a pajama party. Take some champagne. You have a champagne party. Do like I know one of our groups, the Let's Connect Women South. They do a group every week on Thursday from four till five. They have last night they were having um, martinis, which was hysterical. Um, but they just talk about what's been happening in the week. It's it's yeah. called connection. This is what we do best. We're humans, and that's what we do best. So don't overthink it. Just invite invite people over in inverted commas via Zoom. But yeah. it's a business, it's business connection. People will really thank you for it if you do that. I think it's a lovely idea. Yeah, no, I agree. Although I had to laugh because um, so one of Libby's questions in it was, what's everyone been watching on Netflix? And everyone was giving all these really great answers of what they were watching. And I'm sitting there going, oh, shit. My contribution <laughs> to this is we watched the Wiggles exclusively. So that week I made it an absolute challenge to go watch something else on Netflix. So the following week I could come to the table with something better than the Wiggles as a contribution to the conversation. <laughs> yeah, well, look at that. Small changes, big impact, right? <laughs> Wiggles was gone. Poor Wiggles. Oh, I loved it. Absolutely. Okay. Have you watched a good Netflix this week? We're now into billions. So at the oh, moment, because no. it's just come out, I think I'm sort of, and I've watched the first few seasons of Billions. So that's kind of what I'm stuck into. There you go. Yeah, You're proud of me. Yeah, and no, I'm very <laughs> proud of you. You've moved on from the Wiggles. You've gone very full steam ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got to talk to you now about connection. So we've talked about it quite a bit. And you've obviously just told us about um, an ebook you've done called The Connection Formula. So I want to talk to you about, can we have a little bit of a preview around what that connection formula is? And part of the reason I actually want to talk about this is I, so I speak for a lot of different groups um, and go to a lot of different things um, with what I do. And this is a sort of really genuine statement, one, because I can't lie, and two, I wouldn't. <laughs> but there's something really special in terms of what you bring like I feel like I've known you and it's probably coming across on this podcast right I feel like I've known you a thousand years I and actually but I feel we've never met face to face oh god I, no we haven't I don't even think that <laughs> yeah and so I think what's interesting is in terms of what I want to get into in terms of your connection formula is I feel and I was thinking about this last night when I was going through questions in my head and I was thinking I actually genuinely feel like I formed a really deep connection with you very quickly I feel like I've known you forever and even when 
we've never met face to face. That's happened. So talk to us about the connection formula because I'm really fascinated how what your thoughts are on this. Wow. I you know, it's funny, Abby. I think that too, and I hadn't thought of that, and this is gonna sound completely stupid, but I hadn't thought that we haven't met face to face because I feel like that about you too. So I think it's um, well, serendipitous for sure, that the universe gives you what you need and you put out what you get back, definitely, and we're a reflection of the people that we, we spend the most time with. I, I believe that um, the idea around connection is just being authentic and being who you are. And, you know, so many people, you, and I know millions, all your, millions, of, millions of your listeners. <laughs> well, I have millions of listeners. Millions of listeners. I think it's important that we go into in with life about being of service to other people. So no matter where you go, it doesn't matter whether you're going to the supermarket or to a cocktail party or drinks on Zoom, whatever it is, what do you to go in with the idea of giving before you get? I think that is so important these days and more importantly because social media and Instagram have taken over our world. So it's all about me, 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 me and how fabulous I am and look at my great lunch with pomegranate and whatever else it is. It's <laughs> unbelievable. I don't know who is interested in that. It's like, oh, for God's sake, really. But anyway, that's what people want to do. That's fine. But I, it, it has become such a narcissistic society with Instagram and Facebook and all that sort of stuff. So if you come in with a genuine interest in people, which I do and you do obviously too, that it just changes the dynamic. You know, it's, it changes the dynamic of thinking, wow, what can I give to you? Because I know that when I give that to you, I'm going to be of service to you and that's going to make me feel better. My serotonin levels are going to go up. And it just all, it's all swings and roundabouts. You know, you put out to the universe what you get back. And it just happens. You just do it automatically. You know, often I know, you know, you go to dinner parties or networking places and you think, oh, God, I've got nothing to talk to these people about. And I think, oh, okay, what's your favourite Netflix? I mean, that just opens the door to everything. And I'm really interested because I want to know what you're watching. I think <laughs> if you find out what they're watching, like when you said the Wiggles, well, that just gave complete insight to where you were in your life, where you are in your life right now. So it's just really interesting. It's really, really interesting. So I think connection is just about being authentic and giving before you get. I think that's such an interesting point. I talk a lot about strategic partnerships because how I've built sort of the two business part of it has been strategic partnerships. And I mean that in the genuine sense of like collaborating and partnering. But exactly what you said, people will often say to me, oh, this, you know, this approach to sales and strategic partnerships isn't working. They haven't referred anyone to me yet. And I always say, well, when I meet someone new for the first time, I actually want to try and refer first. That's like one of my goals. And what can I give first? Because going up to a complete stranger and someone and being like, hey, do you want to refer clients to us? You know, I think we'd be a great fit. It's kind of a bit like that best mate that always wants something. I always look at it actually as if I can refer, if I can bring them in on one of my clients as an example, it gives us an opportunity to work together. It gives us an opportunity to get to know each other. I've been generous first. And then, you know, through working together, great things come of that. And then they're more likely to then refer after seeing you live in action. So I totally agree with that giving first piece. Definitely. And I think... You know, so often, I mean, you know, people like you, you must get calls all the time. Can you help me with this? Can you put me in contact with this person? Can you do this? Can you do that? And look, that's fine. But in the end, it's a bit draining. It needs to be, everything needs to be a win-win situation mm -hmm. because 
in the end, it just it's not sustainable for business and it's not sustainable for life. If you have a friendship where you have, you know, energy suckers and vampire energy suckers that take all the energy out of you, you don't want to play with them anymore. You want to just with, be with people who support and build you up and where there's a there's a balance. So I'm going to use your bucket analogy. What what I put in in your bucket, you put back in my bucket. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Nice that's just a nice thing to do. I think it's important but just to be really considerate and be nice. Yeah. And do you think in terms of, because I think you've got a real art with this because, um, I, you know, I felt it myself, but also being in, in the community was very interesting, like presenting to the girls and seeing actually the connection and the banter and the fun and the vibe and the energy was actually really, really special. And so I'm kind of curious, do you think this is something that just naturally you're very good at or do you think it's something that you've fine-tuned and a skill that you've developed for maybe people who are thinking oh like how do I go about this um I I think it's definitely been fine-tuned but not deliberately I just I honestly believe it just stems from the fact that I'm really interested in people I just am genuinely interested in people especially Abby if they have dogs (laughs) I kind of I borrow the next door neighbor's dog at the moment until I get my own, so I'm half in that cow. <laughs> um, look, I think everything is fine tuned. I think that's one of the you know one of the great assets about growing. You know, you grow as an individual. You find those things that you really enjoy, and you just keep doing them. So, finding out about people, there can't be a better thing to do in life than to find out about people. You know, um, there's a fabulous story. Um, in the seven habits of highly effective people where there's a man who gets on this is uh, this is a bit Debbie Downer so I don't mean to be down about this but a man gets on the train these kids are um, really playing up on the train New York subway and they're mucking people's papers up and they're knocking drinks out of people's hands and three little boys just going completely awry on the on the train and everyone's getting really 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 annoyed and it gets to a point where one person says to um, and this is apparently a true story. One person says to the dad, you really need to rein your kids in. They're really mucking up. And the dad said, you know, I would do that, but we've just come to the ho- come from the hospital where their mother has died and I don't know how to deal with this situation. And that really, that has hit home for me. I read that many years ago and it hit home for me so importantly that we really need to understand what's going on in people's lives. And the only way to do that is to ask questions. So I ask questions, what's going on in your life? What interests you? What do you love? What do you not like? What problems have you got in them at the moment? Is there anyone I can, you know, refer you to? It's just it's just being a decent human. Pretty yeah. basic. Yeah. I once saw Dr. Libby Weaver present, actually I've seen her present loads of times, and she has this concept around what's an alternative belief. And when I studied um, positive psychology, it also was exactly the same thing of what's an alternative to, to what you're thinking. And she gave a great example about being in a supermarket and, you know, Mrs. Smith goes past you and completely blanks you and completely walks past you. Well, what's an alternative to that? She was so caught up in her day because she was having a really crap day that she didn't even see you or she was so preoccupied with something that's just happened and they didn't even see you. And I think that's a really powerful thing to be able to do. I noticed my brother was staying with me a few weeks ago and he was out on his bike and he is sort of almost like a professional athlete and so he's out training a lot and he had someone like beeping his horn at him you know the whole cyclist and car thing and he said and I was like oh okay and he said yeah to be honest I just ignored it he said maybe they just lost their job that day you know and and he had and I was like that's really interesting it's we've got to learn to change the way we think 
you know, when because the only person, no one's going to win out of that environment. No one's going to win out of that thought process because it's just going to really annoy you. It's going to probably upset, maybe upset the other person if you um, scream and shout at them or if you ignore them, they won't even notice. But if we change our mindset and think, well, yeah, maybe something is going on in their lives mm-hmm. and I'll just... I'll just wear that for a second because I'm. I want to be understanding. It's changing the the paradigm around how we think, you know, how we think about other people in their lives that are that affect us. Also, we have to be kind all the time. Yeah, I think this comes back to some of this. It's connected to your, you know, you've talked about it several times. Your solution focus and just some of the mindset sort of that you sort of seem to live by. I want to come back and circle back to the solution focus for a minute. Because you've mentioned it a few times, I think it's actually quite interesting how so much of what you're talking to is mindset. Do you think, again, solution focus is something that you just naturally are or you've just through being a serial entrepreneur and so many things, you've had to train yourself to go with solutions, not problems? Oh, my God, no, I've had to train myself big time because I've had so many mark-ups. <laughs> I've had so many mark-ups and I've failed so many times that I just think I don't want to be that complete loser and fail completely you know, you, you only fail if you don't keep trying. So I just think, okay, I'll just keep trying. I'll, I'll keep battling. You know, what else can you do? So, no, I've definitely trained myself to do that and I've only trained it because I've mucked up so many times, to be honest. But it's got me to a point, you know, and that's an, actually that's another really good point that, that's just come into my mind, that things happen in your life and you think, oh, that's an absolute disaster this shouldn't be happening to me, but everything that's happening to you is happening to you for a reason. And only to, when you get to the end of the road or when you're halfway down the road, you can look back and think, oh, now I know why that happened. So yeah. all those muck-ups that have happened in my life have led me to where I am right now, living my passion, living my dream and being solution-based, you know, and it helps me be solution-based for other people too, which I find really exciting. So, you know, someone will come to me and say, oh, this isn't happening in my business. I think, great, let's work out a way to to fix it. Fantastic. Yeah. Super exciting. I agree with that. I once had to do, I once did a course and had to do an exercise of going, what's the worst thing that's ever happened to you? And you're like, oh, great, this is a fun exercise. And then <laughs> how, did, how did that serve you? And it is true that a lot of like the worst things that have ever happened have turned out to be the best because it set you onto a different path. Even what's happening at the moment, you know, we've had a huge business impact, but I actually see it as quite a reset button. And I'm actually in a way grateful for it because I think it's actually reset some of what we were doing and back on a slightly different path. So I think there's, and there's new connections that have come out of it. So I think there's yeah. there's actually some, you know, I wouldn't have met you. So I think there's some really great things that, that come out of it, but it's having, you can't always see it at the time. You can't, but also, you know, Abby, you've got a really positive mindset too. So you've had a look at that and thought you've been solution-based too. I can choose to let this impact me negatively or I can choose to reframe it and move forward and make some changes so that I can move forward and hope for the best or plan to hope for the best because, we could have all just sort of fallen over and let it all fall fall on top of us. And, it, and it's been very difficult for many, many people. And I have to say there have been days where I just think, God, this is just way too hard. But then you yeah. wake up and think, no, 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 I remember my why. I love doing what I do. And then you meet awesome people like you and you think, okay, no, this is good fun. This is good. So collaborating and moving forward and changing the way you think. I think it is that 
it's almost like that bounce back, that resilience. Because like a few people have said to me, like, oh, Abby, you're so positive right now. And it's like, no, 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 don't get me wrong. I absolutely have the days where, you know, swear my head off and I'm like, for boot's sake, you know, this is really, really, really frustrating. Um, <laughs> but then you just, it's like, well, I can laugh or I can cry. So then I just dust myself off and crack back on and get on. I go out for a run and let off some steam and then come back and get at it, at it again. So it's not that... Um, in my instance, it's not that I don't lose my shit. I totally lose my shit. But it's oh, that I then will just, I won't stay there. No, no, don't stay there because because your passion and your purpose, you're so clear on your passion and your purpose and you're also so clear on what service you are to other people and that's what drives you. And that's the exciting bit in life. What can you? What can we all do to support other people? And if you're doing something to support other people, you won't ever stop. Yeah. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about it in that context before. So I've got to ask you, and this leads me to um, sort of one of my sort of final questions with you, This because I feel like we've been building up to this. I'm really interested and fascinated in what people's habits are around sort of, I call it high performance habits, obviously stole it from Brendan Bashard. I'm sure he won't mind. Um, but around, you know, what are your non-negotiables? You're having a super busy week, you know, you're on the go. What are the things that sort of, you know, keep you sane and help you play the sort of A game that you're playing? Wow. Okay. So um, there's a couple of things and I, I just want to preface this by saying it doesn't happen every day. I'm, I am far from a perfect human being. I, I would like to think this happens every day, but it doesn't. But this is what I aim for. Um, meditation is a key one for me because it slows mm-hmm. me down and I need to meditate a lot. Um, yoga is key for sure. I discovered yoga about 15 years ago and I've just never looked back. I absolutely love it. I love now, I've just discovered going walking, like I've not discovered walking, I discovered that many years ago, but um, I walk with a positive podcast and I really love that. So I listen to positive podcasts while I'm walking and I just think that's, I'm outside in nature, um, I spend as much time in nature as possible. I swim a lot in the ocean, which I also love. The So they're all sort of the personal things that create the foundation to, to building up a successful day and a, and a great business. Definitely having a business coach and a mentor, that is non-negotiable. And just learning to collaborate and reach out and not be afraid. And I think that, I you know, everyone says this, you know, I'm 56 and, you know, I wish I'd known all of this when I was 36 because I would have been brave, more brave. But be brave because making those conversations and reaching out to people, you just never know the, the impact you make on their lives and you never know the impact that you're going to, to have on your life as well. So I think um, that's definitely been a performance habit that I've been I've been trying to cultivate for the last 56 years to be co- courageous and confident and reach out to people. But definitely meditation and yoga and the positive walking med- uh, podcast have been great. And another one that we teach a lot in our workshops is having a grateful journal. Mm, yeah. It's so easy to get caught up in the negativity of, of the world, you know, as a, you know, everyone's lunchtime Instagram posts and, you know, what's happening in the world and Donald Trump and Corona and lots of yucky stuff going on and we can get caught up in that really easily and our, our minds are geared as you'd know Abby being a psychology student that our minds are geared to focusing on the negative because we're waiting for that saber-toothed tiger to come and eat us because we're still back in you know our minds are still um geared towards caveman time so we're looking for the we're looking for the danger 
And so we need to be positive, constantly reminding ourselves of the positive. So I have a grateful journal that I start off, try and start off every morning with, and I write down the things that I'm grateful for, or I might do that in my meditation, and I definitely do it every night. What did I learn today? What am I grateful for today? It might be something little like my husband bought me a cup of tea in bed or something. You know, it doesn't yeah. have fabulous. Just got to remind yourself of the grateful stuff. So, um, and also hanging out with awesome people. That's my big mm-hmm. my thing make yourself feel great get rid of the vampire suckers and keep in mind that we are the sum of the five people that we spend the most time with when we do that um exercise in a workshop i look at people and they're going oh my god (laughs) oh my god that is a biggie um there was a, a ted talk i can't remember what it was there was a ted talk of a guy who was trying to succeed in business um, I'm probably going to butcher this story, but started I've started. He was trying to succeed in business. It wasn't happening. And like everyone around him was kind of like, yeah, no, that's never going to work. And he ended up moving to Silicon Valley. And by the nature of the fact he was around what he was trying to do in Silicon Valley, in, you know, the world of startup and, and software and all the rest of it was kind of the norm. Everyone was like, oh, yeah, yeah, so-and-so did that. And so-and-so did that. And you should speak to them. He surrounded himself by completely different people. And then he had a multi-million dollar business. And I think that is so interesting because that's something I found I've had to do around energy vampires um, is, is be quite careful of it to preserve your own energy. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I think Chelsea was saying this yesterday on the call too. It's you're not serving yourself or them by having them in your lives or in your activities. So um, don't be afraid to say no to, to things that you don't, to things and people that you don't need to be around, especially yeah. the energy vampires. They're shocking. <laughs> They're exhausting. They're exhausting. Um, I think the other tip I found on that really useful on the gratitude point was when I was studying positive psychology, I, I was trying to, I was like, right, every day I have to do my gratitude diary. And if I didn't do it, I'd like beat myself up for it. And what I found is as soon as I took the pressure off that I had to do it, and it was then just like, oh, I want to do it because I'm getting into bed and I keep my gratitude diary on my bedside table. It then was like, it was it was a nice thing to do and I wanted to do it as opposed to the force like, you know, in the same way I must work out and I must do this, I must do my gratitude diary, I must be grateful right this second. <laughs> so taking the pressure off it actually yeah. helped. I know, but again, goes back to changing the way we think about things. You know, I must, yeah. I must, I must puts pressure, but oh, if I do it three or four times a week, it's better than none. Yeah, I agree. Pressure so, off too hard. I have to ask you before we let you go, and I didn't tell you I was going to ask this question, so I'm just going to ask it anyway, was favourite books. I, I'm really so – one of the reasons I'm curious about this is one of the times we were talking, I saw a couple books in your background, and I was like, ooh, because I'm such a book junkie. Um, wow, what were they? Oh, I don't want to give it away. I'm going to ask you your favourite books first, and then I'll tell you what book I saw. Oh, my God. Okay, I can't remember. Um, my favourite books. Okay, business books or personal books? Let's go business books. Okay. What's, or had a big impact on you? Or maybe it's a book that you recommend to people that you're coaching and mentoring. Okay, so Heaven, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, I love or I love Brene Brown. I think she's mm-hmm. fantastic because, I, again, it's all about your mindset. Um, and one that I read years ago, it's not really a business book, but it's The Alchemist. So it's talking about what you can – oh, you don't tell me you love that too. So I only just read it. I'm like a massive reading junkie. And I only read it probably about two months ago, probably at the start of coronavirus, because I felt like I didn't want to read any business books at that time. I just needed to take myself away. And really weirdly, my brother was staying at me at the time. 
with me at the time and bought it for me. And I was like, that's a bit of a weird choice. And I just thought, oh, sod it. I'll see what he's on about. And it was brilliant. And how good is it? It's so yeah. good. It's so uplifting. And then, of course, my best, best, best favourite one is The Secret. I think that's awesome because it just teaches you how to manifest anything. Um, and, I, look, I'm not a numbers person or or details person, so I like the bigger picture and I just have to outsource to the all the other things. But, yeah, The Secret. And now and Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, I think yeah. that's absolutely fantastic. Okay, so tell me on your desk was in it was one of your photos or something. It was Mindset by Carol Dweck, which I really like. Wow, really? I wonder where that's gone. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was one of your photos. That I, or, or I have to look at that. Yeah. yeah, look, again, you know, mindset. I love talking. I think mindset is fascinating. And, you know, it just it changes, changes your whole day how you think about things. What you yeah. put out, what you get back. Yep. No, totally, totally agree. Look, Libby, thank you so much for um, coming on. I feel like we genuinely do have about five podcasts in us. <laughs> so I'm going to sort of publicly ask you now so that you can't say no, no pressure, um, that we would love to have you back and have a part two. <laughs> uh, let's definitely, I think we should do one on the impact of dogs on our life. <laughs> oh, my God. That I am the crazy dog person, so I will – be there for hours on that one <laughs> yeah, I'd love um, I, I'm yeah that's a very bad topic because it'll be about five hour podcast yeah <laughs> before I let you go where can people um find you I'll put some notes in the show notes but where's best to come and connect with you where do you hang out um so uh let's connect women.com on the website and um people can uh your listeners can download the free ebook on the connection formula love them to do that that would be fantastic they can follow us on facebook and um instagram let's connect women.com and that's where all our uh virtual events are all um plastered everywhere so if you want to come and get some inspiration with amazing women you can come and join us on wednesday afternoons from four till five and it's byo wine oh I missed this bit hang on (laughs) yeah so Wednesday afternoons is she started it so bring your own wine four to five fantastic we will all be there with our um, buckets of wine seen as buckets Libby thank you so much I'm really really grateful thank you um, for your time and for being such an amazing guest and being so open and honest and sharing so many insights with us thank you Oh, thank you, Abby, for all that you do. Honestly, from the bottom of my heart, I just love everything that you do. So thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this week's episode, don't forget to subscribe so you'll be the first to hear about our new episodes as they're released. And don't forget to check out our website, theexecutionzone.com, to find out our latest events and about our membership options. 